We are Living by the Word Ministries, a nonprofit organization dedicated to one cause. That cause is the truth given in the Holy Bible, which we believe is the inerrant and infallible Word of God, conferred to man to live by. We let the Word of God be the final authority as to what is or is not true. We strongly feel that if we do not expose false doctrine, we only encourage it. This ministry is designed to challenge you from an apologetic point of view. 1 Peter 3.15 instructs us to always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. This is Michael Tinsley. Please stay tuned while we arm you, the believer, to keep living by the word. It's the noble thing to do. Well, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. It is a noble thing to do to keep living by the word. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Living by the Word Ministries presentation of the Bible Information Brokers. My name is Daryl E.Z.D. Fulton. I'm one of the teammates of the Bible Information Brokers, and I'll be introducing the other teammates momentarily. But let me go to the Lord in a word of prayer, if you would mind joining me, listening audience, teammates out there. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we thank you and praise you for just such a privilege to have life in our body. You chose to keep us here breathing this side of the grave, and we want to do what we should do to honor you and glorify you in this format that we have. We come together weekly as you find it within your will to bring us here. Father God, to answer questions from a biblical perspective, to find out what's going on in people's lives from the questions that they have, and we want to give a biblical response the best we know. And if we don't know it, Lord, we just uh, just know that we'll just simply say we don't know the answer, and then we will go to you maybe and study and research and come back the next week with that answer if you'd be willing to keep us here. And I mention that so often because sometimes we take for granted that we have breath in our body. And I don't want our listening audience nor ourselves. No one on this team takes that for granted because it is such a privilege to live. And, Father God, as we live, we have an opportunity to do some kingdom business, the kingdom of what? the kingdom of you. So we come to you in prayer. We ask that you would be with us in this broadcast by your spirit, Father God, to clear our mind from any distractions that we may have that goes on in the human mind so that we may be able to focus and concentrate on what you say about the various issues that we'll come up to through the questions and answer format. So Lord, again, just bless this time by your spirit, empower us as we get ourselves out the way to glorify and honor you and edify ourselves and listening audience at hand. We thank you for the privilege and opportunity in Jesus' precious and matchless name. Amen. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, again, uh, this is Living by the Word Ministries presentation of the Bible Mission Brokers. I'm going to give you a phone number and also give you the opportunity to uh, send us questions by way of Facebook, email, tweeting us questions, or messengering us questions. But here's the information. The number, you can call Eric right now, one of the teammates. Gabriel got the, all the engineering stuff taken care of. Eric is going to take care of your phone calls by you calling in right now. So be one of the first to call in at 888-995-KKLA. That's 888-995-5552. Please start calling right now so we can get these uh, questions asked and answered. And let's fill up the board so that we have a seamless and uh, expedited show to get these questions answered. The questions may be on your mind. If you're so inclined and you're on Facebook, then you're out there, you see us either by video or audio, please take an opportunity if you're um, on Facebook to click the share button after you check in. 
Let us know that you're out there. For those of you that are on Facebook, we appreciate you. And you can ask a question by that method by simply typing in your question. If you're on the um, Internet and you can go to, uh, send your email question, you can do that by our website. Website, Facebook, tweet, um, or the um, messenger. All is Bible Info Brokers. Bible Info Brokers. So, again, that number, Eric, you can call right now, 888-995-5552. Or everything else is Bible Info Brokers. Facebook, email, tweet, messenger. We thank you very much. Daryl, do you have a Facebook page up yet? Um, I, I don't have it up yet, but I see the light over there, so I'm assuming that we are on Facebook Live. If not, I'm sure we'll get some messages from our listening audience or the normal Facebook users that let us know we're not there. And that voice that you heard is Brian. Brian, I don't know how you doing, brother. Uh, doing well, Daryl. Good, good, good. Well, you can talk about sports if you want to because I know all the results. No, I know. I know. I don't want Craig and you to be a spoiler for me, so I know the results. No, I mean, just these and past, the Engle, these and the past, Englewood Rams won, huh? Yeah. The in the uh, past two weeks, I mean, this just has some really nice games on and yes. very enjoyable games. Very good games, and uh, today the Rams won, and so that's kind of. Notice cool. I say Englewood Rams, just like the Englewood Lakers. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Hey, PCA, are you out there? How you doing, brother? I'm doing great. You know, as a football fan yourself, and as a having a young man that plays the game on a, a very exciting level, what do you think about the games? I'm just going to get that out the way. Oh, because... I was I was delighted. My son, in fact, thought that Cincinnati would win, and they did. All right. All right. No, what no, what no, about the Inc. with the Rams? Oh, but uh, no, I was jazzed. I'm sorry. The 49ers, I'm tired of them. Time to move on. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Uh, no, the Rams have been out of it for a long time, so I was excited to see the Rams pull that off. I was uh, kind of on pins and needles. And, but he, all these, the last two weeks, these playoff games, as Brian said, they've been incredible. And it shows the value of a field goal kicker, I'll tell you right now. <laughs> yeah. You know what? And, um, you know, I, I remember years ago when, um, you know, um, you know your your son was going to join not 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 Joshua but you know unfortunately um, your son yes. got you know passed away he was going to he was a kicker wasn't he well yeah he didn't pass away he got killed well yeah, yeah, yeah I'm sorry yes absolutely I know no yeah. no you're yeah. saying it's a nice way but yes. I, I'm going to call it for what it is and it is uh, what it is yes sir passing away of God forbid is dying of cancer and someone kills you murders man you, yeah yeah you know. but no but uh, uh, he just started kicking and he was ranked 11th in the national competition he was. Had like a hang time up to six uh, six seconds, was kicking it up over the lights. So it was phenomenal. Yeah, now that was pu- that was a punting aspect of it. Wasn't he also a, wasn't he also kicking also? Yeah, yeah, yeah man, he was doing all, all of it. Yeah. Man, and I, I remember yeah. he was talking about it when he uh, when he was getting into it. And I said, man, this and he had nice size too. I told you he had that oh, nice yeah. size and nice good, size feet. <laughs> good, a good height, and I think. You know, like most most man. kids, they would have filled. He would have filled out pretty nicely. Yeah, man. Well, you know, I wanted to say all that because I talked about it last week when I brought up the question, uh, this sort of the statement about fanaticism and being a fan. And I was just thinking about that all week long. I mean, I just couldn't get it out of my mind. I brought up the question. Then I was reading about the various things that Jesus did in the Bible just in one day and the various uh, miracles he performed. And if there's anything, if I can just say it, the crowds that I don't know what the size of the crowds were except for the time he was feeding the 5,000. He was talking about men and those different times. That's a lot of people, I guess, in that in that geographical area to be in one place to be fed, number one. But just I can imagine the miracles that he performed was, um, what's what I'm looking for, was deserving of fanaticism. 
Oh, yeah. With very deserving of Vanessa. So I, I thought about that from last week to this week. And I'm going to say, rah, rah to Jesus. And we're going to be talking about him as mm-hmm. we go throughout the broadcast. And that's, that's my little cheer for the day. Rah, rah to Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, wow. I'm just, just, just amazed that when I read it, just to try to imagine myself being there. And, you know, and um, I always said I don't want to see too many miracles that make you so responsible <laughs> for, you know, believing. Because how can you see all that happen and then not believe? But yet we see it uh, all throughout the word of God, how people just kept uh, receiving, the, receiving the miracles and unbelieving. Then they unbelieved by by their actions. Mm-hmm. Wow! And, and you know it's funny to to us as humans, they're miracles, but to God, it's just everyday life. Indeed, indeed. Well, guys, listen. I'm gonna give the number again, information for people to call in. Brian, if we got the Facebook page up that you can yeah, see. Yeah, Facebook is up. Okay, good. We're rolling on that. So call Eric right now. I saw some people call in. Then I know Eric didn't hang up on you. He doesn't do that kind of stuff. That number is triple eight. Nine nine five. Stop it, Craig. Triple eight nine nine five 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 two. Triple eight nine nine five 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 two is the number for you to call in with your questions, and we want to give you a biblical response. Or we can get in some teaching about some subject matters that I have on my mind. But we want to have your questions, right, Brian? Yeah. Um, since uh, we're still waiting for some callers to get in, I have a question. Uh, maybe Craig can spend a few minutes on this, and that is. Uh, the Masons and what do you? How do you classify them? Are they occult? Or are they in the occult? What they believe? Uh, how does it compare to Christianity? I know it's, it's a lot of information, but um, we haven't really spoken much on on the Masons a lot on this radio show lately. So, <clears throat> Craig, can you touch? On, yeah, can you touch on that a little bit? What? Suppose I do have to t- chuckle to tell people you guys never give me hardly ever give me advance warning all this stuff. So well, that's because that, it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of like what what Captain Kirk said about Spock. He yeah, he he trusts he trusts Spock more than computers and anything else. So we trust your information, Craig, more better than you going to a computer or you going into your books. Well, Brian, thank you. No, I've always liked you, Brian, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's an on-the-air comment there, guys. Trust me. <laughs> but uh, sure, I, I think, Brian, you know, you're right. We really don't get much questions on that anymore. I think it's just they're just not as popular as they used to be. I mean, they're still out there. But um, the lodge, you know, various terms used for it. And, of course, we're not talking about masonry in the sense of, you know, uh, People who are bricklayers and do concrete work on that. We're talking about Freemasonry. And, but the reality is, even though they will deny it, it really is a religion. It's religious. What do I say that? It talks about ultimate issues, about salvation. You have to believe in God. Now, you can have an incredibly diverse view of God from you know, theistic to pantheist to panantheistic to polytheistic. It ranges widely, definitely, but but you do have to believe in some divine, and by definition, that is a religious criteria. So as much as they deny that, and my issue, my concern is, is I don't believe Christians should be involved. You have to take these oaths that you basically will have your throat slit or otherwise if you reveal the secrets. 
But but it, you you come in and have to say things like this: "I'm in darkness, seeking light." Well, how does a Christian say that? Because Christ said that we were the light of the world because of the gospel and the Holy Spirit living within us. So, how does a Christian, a good conscience, say, "I'm in darkness, seeking or in need of light"? And the Bible, well, some lodges are big on it, particularly those in a Christian area. But there's lodges in the Middle East that will use the Quran, for example, and there are lodges in Great Britain and other places where atheism kind of dominates, where they can use any text, even an occultic work, not the Bible at all, because the Bible is seen as, quote, a piece of furniture. That's all it is. It's a furniture, and it's to be, they would say, only interpreted symbolically. They don't take it literally. Uh, but we're to take their views literally. So I'm not trying to be mean-spirited. Uh, I'm not trying to deny people their right to believe what they want, but a Christian should not be involved. Uh, from A to Z, the teachings of Freemasonry contradict Christianity. And uh, a Christian, I would argue, a good conscience cannot, should not be involved. Now, I'm not saying that there aren't uh, that there are no Christians who are involved in it. I know some Christians very yeah. well who are. I just believe they're sorely mistaken, and and they shouldn't be. So there are Christians who don't know better. I, I would argue they should know better, but they they don't. Um, or at least they, when you present this type of evidence, they try to explain it away and don't listen and take it seriously. I mean, how do you deal with saying the Bible is just a piece of furniture? And if you look, well, there's no one official source, but if you look at Mackey or Coyles or the other standard uh, Pike dictionaries of, you know, or it's like a di- dictionaries of Freemasonry, uh, you'll find these views. They're very clearly laid out. So there really are, that is, Freemasonry, as practiced in the various lodges, is incompatible with Christianity, and Christians should not be in, involved in it. So, there you go. Confession. Now, now, do they? Do they? Is there? Is the term luminary? Is that dealing with the the Masons as well, or is it something different? Not really. Uh, I mean, at one time, one had to be involved in other occultic organizations when it first started. Now, they they claim to go back to allegedly Hiram Abiff, who help you know build uh, Solomon's so-called Solomon's temple um I don't believe that's true uh, but the earliest you can trace them back is to the 1700s which I think is legitimate they go back that far but originally to be a member you had to be involved in the occult so I mean what does that tell you that should speak volumes to people okay it's not a religion but I have to believe in God however mm. I conceive of him her it they them and it's like your pronouns and and I have, and originally you had to practice some form of the occult. What's up with that? That's that's antithetical to Christianity. Well, I'll make a confession, yeah. guys. I'll make a confession. Um, when I was traveling in um, West Africa some years ago, I was in Liberia, and um, the guy that was one of the guys that was taking me around. Uh, um, we were at the hotel checking in. I was getting, you know, was getting my room together, and some other guy walked up behind him, and you know, he knew him. And he greeted the guy I was with, and then he asked me, was I a traveling man? Now, I have flight benefits, so I said, yes. Of course I'm a traveling man. I said, yeah, I'm a traveling man. And so I found out that that guy got me an upgrade on my room, and I didn't even know it. And then my guy that was with me, the young brother, I called him a junior big, junior brother in Christ, and we still communicate to this day because he was a younger man, went to his church and everything out there, a Christian church, and he told me, easy, the the man that told you asked you if you were a traveling man, he said, you know what a traveling man is? I think that you don't know. I said, well, what is a traveling man? 
He said, that's, that's Mason's. That's why you have this beautiful room now, because he, he hooked you up. I said, oh, man, I hope this guy don't come back there and ask him, trying to give me some kind of sign. I wouldn't know what to do. And that was one of the expressions that they used uh, called a travel. You're a traveling man. So, yeah. Craig, Craig, I don't know if you ever had that experience, Craig, but I have had people in my family that were in the Masons that was, like, really uh, not too aware of all that you just said. Yeah, so I've, I've never, no one's ever asked me that, but I do know that expression. I already had heard about that. Mm-hmm. But I'm yeah. glad you shared that. Yeah, man. So, you know, if, you, if you're out there, Christians, and someone asks you if you're a traveling man, say no. It's just, you're just here. You, you travel, but you're not a traveling man. But mm-hmm. I tell you, that yeah. was, it was quite interesting. And, uh, you know, hey, so it shows you that some kind of, uh, a society, and, they, and they're actually very large, uh, Craig, all throughout the world, obviously, and, and, yeah. from, and all yeah, around. It is, and it's a fraternal organization. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I got to tell you, as much as I love my uh, maternal grandfather, he was involved in the lodge, and yeah. he, he tried to encourage me, among others that I've known, and family members, to get involved. He said, they take care of one another. Exactly. Fraternal organization, and things are more like you just said, but I would argue, well, I know the Lord and Savior of the universe, so it doesn't get better than that. No. How are you going to upgrade me more than that? You know, that's right. I'm looking forward to that upgrade as well. Definitely so. Well, ladies and gentlemen, notwithstanding, we're going to travel on to the rest of this broadcast. You can call in and join us at 888 Call Eric. He has lines open and ready to receive your phone call. Everything else is Bible Info Brokers. Take advantage of the uh, Facebook page. Uh, navigate through our website. And, uh, you know, even click us out on Messenger or Tweet. Everything is Bible Info Brokers. Bible Info Brokers. Guys, we're going to go. Go ahead. Go ahead, Greg. Does this include telephonic communication? Man, why, why you always got to take my one little word I can pronounce properly? Why do you take my word all the time? Yes, it does, though. Definitely, uh, indeed, does that. That what you just said. <laughs> I'm not going to be second fiddle to that. If that's my word, I'll do it next week. I'll get it before you. <laughs> anyway, guys, let's go to the phone. Is that, and, Craig, does that... Here we Relate go. Nobody, here come, here come the bus. You got any bus music? As you can see, Brian's face already. Now, Craig, Look do, at those, guys. do those comments uh, <laughs> reflect um, what? the pathetic word of God? What did you say, Brian? <laughs> you mean the prophetic word of God? Oh, you, Brian! Don't at, least, be, at least you forgive got, Brian. He's, at guys, least he's got it right. Tonight. He was tired. He's tired, guys. You got People it right tonight. You have to set the joke up better than that, Brian. Anyway, let's go to the phone calls. Let's talk to Robert in West LA. Robert, thanks for calling in. Hey, hello, uh, Bible Brokers. I love your guys' show. Thank you much, um, sir. I usually listen every week, and I learn a lot. Uh, hey, I tried out New Church today. It was uh, kind of interesting. Um, the When the pastor was uh, teaching today, he was saying that basically there is no hell, that everybody's going to have it, doesn't matter if you're Muslim or whatever. Whoa. You're going. And um, it's a Baptist church, so I was wondering if that's kind of consistent with the Baptist. And uh, I, I was like, wow. And then I, when I got home, I started studying, and I found all these verses that Jesus talked about hell. Mm. So uh, I'm pro- I was kind of stumped, but I think I'm going to stay out of there. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of would, too. Um, you know, Jesus spoke on hell more than he ever did on heaven. And uh, <clears throat> insofar as I don't... I mean, I don't believe that most Baptists, or maybe there's a certain sect of Baptist churches that teach that, but I've never heard that before. Um, yeah, and you, you know what, what's really cool, Robert, is that you, 
you deal with, we, we tell you uh, that we always mention on the show, and that is, you know, test all things and test it by the Word of God. And once you heard what this pastor said, what did you do? You went home, you opened up your Bible, and what did you do? You found a plethora of passages that pretty much spoke the opposite of what this pastor was teaching. And from there, you made a decision saying, hmm, I don't think it's too smart for me to go back there again. And so I commend you for that. And I I encourage anybody, and I'm not saying that they're, uh, you know, the church that, you know, others out there go to are teaching false doctrine. But if there's something that you think, you know, doesn't register, uh, you know, Ask your pastor about it. Where does he get, you know, where does he get that information from or where does he get that teaching from? And then, you know, go home and do a little studying and do a little research. So, uh, but insofar as Baptists, again, I don't know that that's generally something that Baptists teach. Uh, again, it might be a certain sect of, of, of Baptists, but that's my take on that. Craig? I mean, the, the Baptist denominations, like others, like Presbyterian and others, are conservative, and probably the bulk, but Southern Baptists would be fairly conservative on the whole, um, you know, as a, as a conference they are. But there are denominations, uh, divisions within Baptism that are liberal. Um, and so uh, a big aspects of American Baptism. And so not every uh, fellowship within that, but, but many are. But no, that's, well, that's not typical of Baptist doctrine, which tends to be very conservative, particularly Southern Baptists. Um, so, but, but that's there. So, but you get this stuff, you get pastors who know more than Jesus, um, and, or they say, thinking of the Bible's been uh, mistranslated, misapplied, or what have you, and they have their own take on stuff. And I mean, look, I, I don't enjoy the topic of hell. I, I, I hope, I, I pray it's not true. But the evidence, and as Brian rightly said, Jesus spoke more about it than he did heaven. And I was talking with a friend today, and he talked about one of the strategies of the evil one is is to convince non-Christians that, that the false doctrine is more loving and kind, is the love and kindness of the gospel, indeed more loving and kind than Christians, so it must be true. So the example would be, olly, olly, oxen free, everybody's saved. Well, how can you get nicer than that? Well, yeah, well, here's the problem. But if it's not true, then it's damnable. If it's not true, if all paths don't lead to God, if you, if you can't get there anyway, no matter what you believe, no matter what you say, no matter what you practice, and I would submit to you that's the truth, just like you can't accrue wealth by just doing anything with your money and investing it in foolish things or otherwise, or you can't, with some diseases, you're going to be cured a certain way. Sometimes there's only one cure. It's that. And you can't just go, well, that's narrow-minded and bigoted. I, I choose to be cured by eating candy bars. I mean, uh, you can believe what you want, but that doesn't make it true, doesn't make it so. And so ultimately, that is the worst form of hate, is telling people, intentionally or not, falsehood. And and particularly with the ultimate issue, it's bad enough. It's bad enough to have your, the quality of your life uh, greatly reduced because of some really bad medical advice. Worse yet, if your life is prematurely shortened, but it's positively damnable—not cussing, but in, in the appropriate biblical sense—it's damnable to tell some people that all paths lead to God and that. 
feeling and loving people are those conservative historical Christians. No, they're the ones speaking the truth. Paul says to speak the truth in love, but we speak the truth in love. All paths don't lead to God. There are things God does not accept that God rejects, and there are uh, innumerable people who are going to go to and face judgment at what's called the Great White Throne in Revelation 20, which is the final judgment, where God explains to people, uh, all paths don't lead to me, and you couldn't do just whatever, or you think you're we're not that bad, or you're okay. Well, let's compare your lifestyle to my standard, 100%, absolute positive perfection, no, never having erred once, no sins of omission or commission, and nobody there, nobody, period, is going to measure up to that. And so it ought to break our heart. And while I understand the sentiment of, wow, isn't that great? Wouldn't it be wonderful at all paths lead to God? But they don't. And and it's and they the religions contradict each other. They totally disagree uh, about ultimate issues: who God is, salvation even necessary. What is salvation? Um, they completely, totally contradict. That's why I'm always almost amused when someone says, "Well, Buddhism and Christianity believe the same thing." I, I have a number of books by Buddhist scholars. I studied actually Buddhism under uh, several Buddhist scholars. Uh, PhDs and people who are ordained as Buddhists and various traditions, and they're like, "What are you talking about? We don't believe the same thing. Why are you insulting me?" I mean, so, so again, one more time, I just this this is such an important issue to me. Christians, we need to know what we believe and why, and lovingly share that all paths don't lead to God, that there is no other name given under heaven among people whereby we must be saved, and Christ alone is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes from the Father but through him. And not just even any Jesus. It's not even, well, yes, it has the name Jesus. No, it's the Jesus of the Bible. Not any any Jesus will do. So the Jesus, of, with all due respect, of our Mormon friends, of the Watchtower Bible Tract Society, of Hinduism, of Buddhism, of uh, Ekankar, you know, MSIA, what, name any group you want. That that Jesus is a false Jesus. It's not the Jesus. And we're warned, last point here, in Second Corinthians 11 in the New Testament, that there are counterfeits. There's a counterfeit gospel. There's a counterfeit Holy Spirit. And there is a counterfeit Jesus, and the counterfeit Jesus, just like a counterfeit bill, is not the genuine, and it will not do. Yeah, you know, Robert. Here's here's one last question that I want to ask: Is that if everyone's going to heaven, no one's going to hell? Why did Jesus come down and die for our sins? Kind of stupid, huh, Brian? Yeah. Indeed. Why would you die for nothing? Exactly. Indeed, indeed. Well, hey, Robert, I hope that's helpful to you, brother. You know, one yeah, thing you... Yeah, one more, one more quick question, if it, I can. Yeah, I wanted you to do that, but I'm going to always say that if you get an opportunity, um, contact the, the preacher that preached about that and, you know, uh-huh. even possibly share the broadcast so that you, you know, you call it into one of the broadcasts you listen to and, you know, kind of dialogue with them to, uh, because by... When we don't approach the pastors because some kind of way we think they're untouchable, then we're not really doing what the, the Lord would have us to do. You can do it in a respectable way, I'm sure, and just approach him about that teaching and get him to engage you in that and maybe share this broadcast with him. Well, that's interesting because I ran into a friend of mine that I actually knew growing up in there, and I, you know, I talked to him about mm-hmm. this afterwards, and he said I should come up to this guy and talk. But yeah. you know, I'm, I'm a new Christian, so that's okay. I, you know, I just like I'm going to go debate a guy that supposedly studied all this, 
but uh, I may go up and, and tell them this stuff. And, and you uh, know what? Let me let me say this about that because I'm doing this for not just you, Robert, but the listening audience. If you are a new Christian, guess what babies do? Ask questions. That's what sure. all I did when I was a kid. I asked a bunch of questions so I can learn and maturate. And then anybody that's supposed to be a preacher or whatever, and they love they love the word, they love what they're saying, they should back up what they're saying, be able to explain to you and show you from being an under shepherd that he's supposed to be. Why are you smiling, Brian, over there? No, it just, it just flashback <laughs> about me being a kid. Flashback. My brother used to say. He used to say, you know, Brian, when you were little, you reminded me of Leave it to Beaver. Beaver. Because you would just ask these dumb questions all the time. Well, I don't know how dumb they are, but you know, I, I don't think you ask dumb questions. Well, I've seen you done it with your dad a couple of times. But anyway, that's another story. Hey, Robert, what's your other question, brother? We'll give you another one. Go ahead. Yeah, well, there's another church I was going to that was uh, run by Bethel students. And uh, before the, well, basically when the first service would start, every once in a while, four first leaders would point at people and give them kind of like a psychic readings. And I've been watching, seeing a lot of YouTube videos where, you know, I'm trying to watch like a discussion on photo regularities or something. And all of a sudden, you know, the person is uh, given like a Christian's uh, a psychic reading. I was wondering, where's this coming from when they say God is speaking through them? I mean, if truly, if God is speaking through them, should that be something that's in the Bible? <laughs> But that it, it seems like it kind of offends me. Well, you, you know what, Robert? I, I think what the way you are handling this and the questions you're coming up with, you sound you say you're a new Christian, but you sound you, run to more, the Bible. Yeah, you sound good. more mature than <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of Christians who have who have claimed to be Christians for years. It's uh, it's just refreshing hearing. Um, your you know your responses and just to the the red flags that come up from these teachings and um you know I commend you for it the spirit of god leading us to truth and then he's going to the bible to find out what the author the holy spirit is leading us to truth says about the subject craig what about that we talked about that maybe a few months ago i believe someone called in about it can you just touch on that real quick well i'm not it is. I couldn't hear the first part of, of his question. Was, I, I, I know the part about the, the, the so-called almost like psychic reading. I'll talk about right. that. But what was the first part? Well, that that was a part. He was saying that uh, he went to a church, and if I'm not mistaken, Robert, you said that someone tried to give you, or they did give you a reading. Yeah, yeah. They pointed me and said, "Oh, you must like water. You must like this. You know, all the stuff that normal people, wow. um, well, you know, would kind of like." So I couldn't disagree with them, but. You know, I could tell you right now. Yeah, yeah, I bet you like fresh air and being outside. <laughs> you know? I like food. Um, well, um, yeah. <laughs> did, did you say something about Bethel music, though? Didn't, did I? Well, they were Bethel. They were, these were students from Bethel Church in Reading that were running. Okay, the, see, that's there we go. That, gentlemen, that was the key. Okay. That's the red flag. Look, uh, if you're a charismatic or Pentecostal and you believe in things like what is called word of knowledge, word of wisdom, then some would say that, that that's in play. Now, I encourage you to test all things, as Paul tells us, indeed warns us in First Thessalonians 5. We're not just to believe everything, test all things, hold fast to that which is good. How does, it, how does it compare? How does it stand against the Word of God? What are they saying, and does it 
accord with sound doctrine. Uh, we are commended for testing uh, things such as the Brands and Act 17. They were more noble than the Thessalonians because they searched, the word there is examined, means literally to judge, weighed to see if what Paul said was true, and they were commended for that. The problem with Bethel and Phil Johnson and, and folks out of there, Bill, excuse me, Bill Johnson, is that's part of what's called the, the New Apostolic Movement. It comes out of what's called Third Ring or Latter Ring Theology, and there's a number of problems with that. There's an article, I'm pretty sure you can find it online, by Robert Bowman. Robert Bowman, I did some of the research for that article, dealing with third wave or laddering restoration theology. Those are interchangeable terms that are used. Former student of mine wrote two really good books um, on the New Apostolic Movement. And so uh, one last source here. So, again, you could look online for the article by Robert Bowman, B-O-W-M-A-N. You could look at books on the New Apostolic Movement by Holly Pivik. Um, did two really good books. And you could also go to a website I highly recommend called Apologetics Index. That's all one word, no hyphens, no dots. A-P-O-L-O-G-E-T-I-C-S. Apologeticsindex.org. Go to B under Bethel, or, or B for, for Bill Johnson, and you will find a number of articles that I believe were accurately described and show the problems with Bethel out of Reading and the false theology that's coming out, pouring out of that place. And uh, their music is one of the ways they get an entree into fellowships. But yeah, this is a, a, a big movement that taps into, I would call it, the hyper-Pentecostal, uh, hyper-charismatic camps, and it's very problematic. But don't take my word for it. Check out the sources I just mentioned, and I, I believe you'll get the documentation, and you'll see the concern you should have with, again, what's called the New Apostolic uh, Movement. And they, they claim, in other words, there's a contemporary apostles and prophets. Well, that's funny. When I checked the New Testament, they had to have been one of the people at the time of Christ, or in Paul's case, at least mm. had seen the Lord, the risen Lord. There was very specific criteria given for what an apostle is. It's not just, you hear this, people say, uh, a sent one, apostolos, but it means much more than that. That just shows a real ignorance of the Greek language. Uh, an apostle is more than a sent one, because we're all sent, so everybody's an apostle. That's not true. Mm. The apostles were the select group directly commissioned by Christ uh, with a certain authority as, and evidenced by, by miracles, signs, and wonders, who again saw the risen Lord. Well, whoops, they're out. Um, and uh, with all due respect, I'm going to argue there's no uh, contemporary apostles and prophets, excuse me, uh, apostles. And uh, But anyways, check out any of those sources. But the, the cheap one is online, Robert Bowman's article on Lateran Restoration Theology, or just go, and they'll probably just find that anyway, by going to apologeticsindex.org, look under B for Bethel or Bill Johnson, and you'll find plenty of information. Robert, I know that was helpful to you, brother, and I'm, I'm glad that you're doing what you're doing as far as being a, a quote-unquote baby in Christ, that you are definitely doing what you do. Go run back to Daddy and see what he says about it. Good job, brother. Hey, keep, keep posting, man. Keep calling me back in, okay? I will, and uh, one more quick thing. I love that you guys uh, have all your uh, broadcasts so I can re-listen to it Very good. on the Internet. I think that's cool. That's, so. a, jo that's a joy to our heart. Yeah, I yes. really appreciate all you guys' hard work, and 
thank you for uh, teaching me and taking my call. Very welcome. God bless you now. Thank you. Yes. Um, you listen to Living by the Word Ministries. You're calling in. I appreciate your calls. Um, 888-995-5552. 888-995-5552. Uh, and everything else is Bible Info Brokers. Bible Info Brokers. And before we go to the Facebook questions and any other questions that's coming in, I'm just let you guys know that, you know, we had a, a privilege and opportunity to uh, found out that we're going to be able to be on the air again for another year as you support us. You know, even though we may um, sign up for another year, they give us another year to be on the air with you all we really appreciate that from the 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 radio perspective but we also have to let you know that it costs and because you've been so faithful over all these years and uh you know this i'm gonna say the small group of people because according to the numbers it seems like in any situation any ministry it seems like about 15 percent of the people that may be participating in the ministry do 85 to 90 percent of the work as far as giving and even also in your churches you will find this to be true that's somewhat unfortunate because god has given to everyone time talent and treasure and we're asking you to spend time in the word we're asking you to to consider that that's a very important aspect of your maturation and growing up and the other important part is also the uh, the, the talent that you have if you have talent not only uh, natural talent but also spiritual gifts from that standpoint if you're a believer then those spiritual gifts should be disseminated and used for the edification of the common good which is the body of Christ so that's where you use that and also your treasures the treasures that you have are those things that can be used to promote the gospel to promote various ministries from a financial perspective and also for any perspective that would cost and you can uh, um, you know you can give in so many different ways but you should be giving as though it's not your money but you're a steward of God's money that's how you should be giving you should be considering where to give and you know diligently seek who you should give to we're asking you to support our ministry you've been doing so for 20 plus years and we really appreciate it if you go to our website at bible info brokers you can give that way we have a, a situation that's set up as just a one page or go down to support and donate Click the button and you can actually give by uh, one-time gift, monthly reoccurring, uh, things like that. As far as giving, we really appreciate that. If you want to simply write a check out or get a money order tomorrow, cashier's check, don't send cash, then please feel free to do so. But make the envelope out tonight as a reminder. Just make that positive move towards writing out the envelope. Put the stamp on there. I think stamps cost $2,000 now, so unfortunately we won't get that 2000 But then you can simply mail it out to Living by the Word. P.O. Box 90477. Write the check out the Living by the Word, not Bible Information Brokers, but Living by the Word, because that's a ministry of Living by the Word. And that's P.O. Box 90477 in Los Angeles. And Brian, what's the zip code? 90009. That's what again? 90009. Thank you very much, Brian. We really appreciate that, guys, in advance. And uh, by doing so, we really appreciate you doing that, and we're going to continue in the ministry as you continue to support us, and we really appreciate that in advance for sure. Brian. You know, I do want to say you mentioned about the uh, radio shows. They are all, they're all updated yeah. uh, except for last week's show, okay. but everything's up because uh, <clears throat> I know uh, I was told last week that they went to the website and the shows weren't updated and I checked right then and there and all the shows were up. There's only two shows that are not up. That's uh, November 28th and December 11th, which I found out we have no recording of them. So Ah. 
we cannot update because there's nothing to, there's nothing to upload. So not even on Facebook is is not even on Facebook there also, right? No. Okay, good. Okay, no. I understand. Well, you know what? It might be on Facebook. I got to check that out. See how resourceful <laughs> I am, Craig, by knowing this uh, this jargon. But as so far as <laughs> as far as the studio recording it, yes, no, we don't have a copy of November twenty eighth or December eleventh. But you know, last week when I got the information again, I checked right then and there. Mm-hmm. And all the shows were updated and on the website. Okay. So. <clears throat> Very good. Also, you know what? Uh, in the giving aspect of things, I was, um, you know, we were talking about the church today about uh, laying up for yourself treasures in heaven. Um, today about giving uh, in, in respect to Luke. It was talking about the guy that built, tore down the barns. What should he do? Build up more barns, store all of his stuff. And God said, hey, you fool to this day. You know, your soul is required of you. It's just sort of paraphrasing. And I'm just wondering from the standpoint I was happening to be talking to my oldest son about, you know, wills and trusts and life after I'm gone and what you're going to be doing, what's going to be happening, you know, leaving a legacy and what type of legacy are you going to remember the old man as? And those type of things. We have those type of conversations all the time. And the reason why I have those kind of conversations, we kind of want to be a surprise because we're not promised tomorrow, guys. We are not literally promised tomorrow. In the various things I just said, the time, the talent, the treasure that God has given us this side of the grave, we need to do those things that are truly honoring to him. Because we're going to have to answer to Daddy real soon. We have to answer to him now, yes. But then face to face, you know, what did you say, Craig? What is that seat we're going to be uh, meeting Christ at and having all the things that we've done while we're in Christ? Is that the Bama seat, as you call it? The Bama seat of Christ, right? The Bama seat of Christ. What we do is going to be judged by the fiery judgment, not for not for salvation. We're going to be in heaven, but for to see if those things that we did were legitimate as far as how we did them, what we did them for, the, the, the motivation and everything behind it. It's going to be a pure judgment. We talked about that just the other week, and I really appreciate conversations like that, folks, because we need to get real about what we do in life, and especially in life for Christ. Claiming to be a Christian, man, do not deny uh, God in any kind of way because if you deny Christ, he's going to deny you before his father. So here's what I won't deny. The number you can call in at 888-995-5552, 888-995-5552. Call Eric. He's ready to receive your phone call. Everything else is Bible Info Brokers, Facebook, Tweet, Messenger, and what have you. Brian, let's get to that Facebook page from Reverend Phil. Oh, I know you're going to catch me off guard. I'll have it in two seconds. Okay. Give me two, two seconds. Are my, you counting correct? No, my two seconds. <laughs> A Baptist two seconds, right? Here, here we go. It's weird. Uh, I'll it out for here. one second. and Okay, there, there we go. There it is, yeah. It says, um, hi, living by the word. Question from Sunday school member. Why did Jesus cast the demons into the swine and not any other livestock. Dr. McGee said probably because the Jews from the tribe of Gad had no business in the swine business according to the law of Moses. Then what happened to those demons after the swine died? Uh, oh, then what happened to the de- uh, those demons when the swine died? Did they look for other bodies to take over? Your thoughts. The swine, the old demons into the swine routine, huh? PCH, what you say about that? Uh, we answered this a couple of weeks ago, actually, is what I said. But, um, uh, yeah, it's, I would just say what's already been said. They were not supposed to be having uh, pigs. They're unclean. They were eating them. 
Uh, and we know if you're not cooked properly, you can get trichinosis and all other kinds of worms and d- diseases and problems. And uh, that, that's exactly it. Once that happened, then they would go somewhere else, again, looking to find a host a body. That would be the biblical understanding of that. But, uh, yeah, we answered that. Mm-hmm. Now, that specific, that specific question about the demon aspect, I do remember us asking a question about you mentioned trichinosis. And in the, in the, I think it was, was it dealing with a dietary issue or was it dealing with the demons going in there and why did he send them no, into it was the they they weren't supposed to be eating unclean animals, and then right. there's the demonic aspect. The person also asks us. It's the same question. Okay, uh, interesting. Okay. Uh, I'm using my computer, and it's uh, I recall. Answering. Yeah. Okay. Now we we, we know. Hey, but you, but, but we we gonna, we gonna question that computer. But I do remember this question on that uh, part of it. But I just don't remember the aspect of the demons. That's all. I was trying to use my well, little computer, that, yeah, but you know, that's why I'm that's why I'm here. Or was that on his? Or, 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 no, no, no. You know, you know, that's a challenge right there, baby. Could that could that be on his channel? His channel. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say, Brian? <laughs> you trying to say you you trying to say the professor is mixing up his questions not at all, <laughs> not at all. i like that hey, species i know you're taking notes like i do i'm like, i was looking back and said i remember there's something but i don't remember the, mm-hmm. the demons but we're gonna go with yeah. you right now but you you know you're, you're a little younger than i am so I, i'm gonna go with you right now but i'm definitely gonna double check i'll go with, i'll go with mr spock who, hey, who's, who's, hey, who's girl, spock? you want to push that you want to push that reset button on your computer uh, oh, you got to refresh things. That's what you're trying to tell me. <laughs> you got to refresh stuff to get it up and going. Uh, but anyway, hey, I tell you what. What I am going to do is press this button on the uh, phone here at triple eight nine nine five 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 two. Since Eric was nice enough to put people's name up here, triple eight nine nine five 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 two is the number you can call in with your open honest questions. Here's the biblical response. Let's talk with Yolanda in North Hollywood. Yolanda, thanks for holding on and calling in. Hi. Hi. Can I be heard? Yes, you can, loud and clear. Okay, listen, um, I had a question, and you mentioned it briefly in your conversation. Uh, You mentioned charismatic, the charismatic movement, and I ran into a a fellow church member while we were waiting for the bus, and he was talking, we were talking about false doctrines and stuff like that, and he mentioned charismatic, and it's the first time I've ever heard it, mentioned so i wanted you to touch upon to touch upon i i don't even know if there's you know uh someone on tv that falls into that movie that movement charismatic can you touch upon that and which uh you know current evangelists would fall into that category thank you okay Yolanda, we appreciate your phone call you can hold it we want to keep you on hold just in case you have a follow-up question when we uh, deal with this PCA, right. some names. You want to drop some names sure. on Sure. Well, but I, I was using the term charismatic in a pejorative or bad sense. Uh, there are many godly, I would argue, intelligent Christians who are charismatic. The, the Calvary Chapel movement is a prime example of uh, charismatics. Uh, charismatics simply from charisma, charismata, singular and plural respectively, are the gifts in Greek. Are the gifts, they're grace gifts, gifts of God, and and so they believe that there are gifts today, including word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and healing. And I would argue this is this is a discussion among godly, intelligent Christians. I, when I was referring to Bethel, I used the word hyper, and it would be hyper-Pentecostal. And even Pentecostal, Pentecostal, let me just explain some differences here, these terms, and maybe this will help. 
I hope, hopefully not overwhelming, Yolanda, but that'll help. So Charismatics believes that the, the, the gifts are still here for today. Um, and I believe some people even speak in tongues. Some do, not all, but some do. Uh, Pentecostalism, a prime example of that would be Assemblies of God, uh, part of the largest, uh, if not the one of, if not the largest Pentecostal denomination. They believe that all Christians still with the Spirit speak in tongues, and they believe in the gifts of today as well. So they, again, believe that every Spirit-filled believer speaks in tongues. Charismatics believe in the gifts like Pentecostals, but they don't believe everybody speaks in tongues. And then there is what's called oneness Pentecostalism. Now, that's different. That is actually heretical. That's people who believe, like Kitty Jakes and others, who you must speak in tongues as evidence of salvation, and they deny the Trinity and other issues, the key issues. So I know this can be bewildering uh, terminology, but that's the division. So I, I wasn't trying to cast, uh, uh, speak disrespectfully of charismatics. Um, like like the Calvary Chapel movement. There's some very sound ones, I think very good. And then there are people who just are so experience-oriented, so experience-driven, that they're, even when their experiences contradict Scripture, they go with them because they think, well, I've had an experience, and my experience is better than your theology, so they, many say, and then they get themselves in trouble. And so Bethel, my, my concern with them is not that they're charismatic or Pentecostal, my concern with them is that they are hyper-Pentecostal, that they believe things that the Bible does not teach flat out, uh, such as modern-day apostles and prophets, and have a number of practices that I don't believe, I believe not only are biblical, they're not supported. I mean, people will talk alike about people getting gold feelings and gold flakes falling from heaven. That's just crazy talk. Um, they can't document that. There's no evidence of that. They can't prove any of that stuff. Uh, and I, I feel it just brings the gospel into disrespect, disrepute. Um, so there are very unique ex- excesses of Bethel uh, and of hyper Pentecostalism or hyper charismatics. But again, I'm one more time, I'm not trying to cast dispersions or speak disrespectfully of what's called classical Pentecostalism or or of, of the charismatic movement per se. It's just the that the extremist in those movements, that, that is a real problem. So there you go. Yolanda, I hope that's helpful to you, okay? Yeah, I just, you know, yeah, I just, my, my spirit tells me, you know what, for whoever's preaching, who's ever, if it's not in the Bible, if you start inputting your own ego into it and stuff, I just run mm-hmm. away from you, you know. That's, that's, that's how I have to that's how I have to handle that. Good spiritual feet. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Lana, thank you for your much for your phone call. Please call back again. Thank okay? you, guys. God bless you. Thank you. Triple eight nine nine five 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 two. Triple eight nine nine five 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 two. That's Eric. He's going to receive your phone call. Call us now. Everything else is Bible info brokers. Brian, you got some more Facebook questions? Yeah. Email questions or tweet or you know messenger. It's all Bible info brokers. Go ahead, B. This is from Johnny. Um, he says, is Paul, as an apostle, considered one of the twelve? Some people believe he replaced Judas rather than Matthias being being the replacement. And to be one of the twelve, you had to be a follower from the time of John the Baptism. And he references Acts 1, 21 to 22. 
And then he says, based on this, it would appear Paul wouldn't qualify as one of the 12. What are your thoughts? And that seemed to be an argument that Paul was making, uh, was answering himself. But PCH, well, what about that? Because Paul was called into question because, I guess, uh, him starting off persecuting everyone in the church. And then all of a sudden now he's had this um, Damascus experience and he called himself an apostle, but, you know, made reference somewhat sarcastically about the super apostles. What say you, PCH? Well, it is debated. I'm one that holds Paul as the 12th. He's a replacement for Judas. And I would answer Johnny's part, and I'll I'll, let me get the the passages out, that Acts 1 was what the apostles thought, but I would have to ask, did they actually pray about it and was it actually led by the Holy Spirit? I I think it was overall was good advice, Um, but, but... uh, excuse me, they had to be there from the beginning, one with them, as he rightly quoted from Acts chapter 1. Mm-hmm. However, Paul qualifies for this because the Holy Spirit, even though he wasn't there physically, literally at the beginning of Jesus' teaching of the whole time, uh, the Holy Spirit conveyed that knowledge directly to Paul. So uh, I, I have a hard time telling the Holy Spirit he can't do that. Uh, and I, Holy Spirit, didn't you read Acts chapter 1? And I think he'd say to me, uh, who do you think the ultimate author of that? Or at least that's, in this case, this is their view, and we have to make a distinction between what the Bible accurately describes versus what it pre- or proscribes. That sometimes there is a difference between things that are in the Bible, they're accurately recorded, but they're not necessarily true, or what God tells us to do. So yes, so here we go. So we're told in Acts uh, one twenty one. therefore, it's necessary to choose one of the men, uh, excuse me, uh, one of the men who have been with us the whole time the Lord went in and out among us, beginning from John's baptism to the time when Jesus was taken up from us. For one must become a witness with us of this resurrection. So they chose to, and they cast lots. And, and I think they're, I mean, of course I'm not going to impugn their godliness, but I think they made a mistake here. I think they should have prayed and said, instead of casting lots and they chose, and they should have said, Lord, we're going to sit here until we believe you show us who you want us to, to, um, to have. And, and here's why I say this, because Paul... For example, Thessalonians says, you, you accepted our word as it was, not the word of men, but the word of God. Well, is Paul right or is Paul wrong? It appears that that the Paul, I, I'm, I'm saying it in a toned-down manner, Paul is appointed by the Lord himself in Acts chapter 9 and 10 to become the apostle. The Lord appoints him, and they sh- I believe with all due respect to the other disciples should have prayed and waited uh, for that. But let's look at two other passages. So who am I to believe? Is Paul lying or mistaken? Or, with all due respect, were the disciples mistaken by... You know, in other words, uh, we decide we're going to do something, and we choose a couple guys, and we say we're going to draw lots. And well, the Lord must be in it, because the Lord's even in the drawing of lots. Not necessarily, because you might have said, you shouldn't have been doing it in the first place. You should have waited and used other criteria to see if the Lord wanted that those people. But when we've already picked them and said, well, Lord, choose among them, that's a form of circular reasoning, and that can get us in a lot of trouble. Um, so listen to this. So listen to Paul now in First Corinthians 9. Am I not free? Am I not an apostle? These are rhetorical questions. He, Paul's claiming to be an apostle. Well, is he, is he or is he not? 
Is it Matthias or is it Paul? I don't know. It's Paul. Have I not seen Jesus our Lord? So he's saying, look, I wasn't there with, from John's baptism, but he appeared to me directly. And therefore, this is a unique criteria that he has that the Jesus, as he did to the other disciples, he appeared to them after his resurrection. So the Lord appeared to him, and he's, he's using that as uh, credentials. One more passage, because Paul certainly thinks he's an apostle, and I want to know, is he mistaken? Or should I listen to Paul, and I'm, I'm going to go with Paul and believe that, with all due respect, our dear brothers in Acts chapter one made a mistake. Again, it, it's it's and that's that works great if you go to a restaurant and your kids can't choose something and go, okay, you can have a hot dog or a hamburger. When in fact they could have fifty other items, but you'd be there all night while they trying to figure out what they're going to eat, hmm. right? Um, so you choose for them, but in fact there's more choices. Well, they made the mistake of saying, "Here's our two choices: God choose one of these." <laughs> and then they God's cast like, the lots. Choose, yeah. God's like, "I choose neither. Mm. Uh, let's try try that." Um, um, just a second here. Oh, come on, find the passage. I just misplaced it. Uh, I can't walk and chew gum at the same time. I uh, apologize for that. Give me just a minute to find my passage in Second Corinthians without ripping more pages out of my Bible. Um, uh, here we go. So Second Corinthians twelve, twelve. That's why I was in chapter two. I'm like, oh, I don't see it. <laughs> here we go. Listen to this. Um, oh boy. He said, you know what, we only have about 90 seconds left, so... Well, quickly, here we go, Daryl. The things that mark an apostle, signs and wonders and miracles, were done among you with great perseverance. So Paul says, look, I've got got all the signs and wonders, I've got the credentials, I've got the teaching, Uh, Jesus affirmed, Jesus appeared to me in Acts 9, and he affirmed I'm an apostle, so... All due respect, the apostles are the disciples are wrong in choosing the, the the two individuals in Acts one. I think they meant well, and God says, "And here's my choice." Thank you very much for playing. That's a very yeah. I, I love that argument in regards to we unfortunately do that too often in our lives. I'm I'm just listening to you saying I've done things like that with God saying, "Okay, here's the two choices I want. I'm gonna cast a lot or something like that, and whatever it rains on there, so you know, put a fleece out there or something like that. If it gets mm-hmm. moist or something like that, yeah. I'm gonna roll with this. Whereby maybe I should have been." more prayerful about it but listen guys we're coming up to the top of our break uh dan eddie hanging there on the phone calls but if anybody else want to join us we do have some open lines at 888-995-5552 the reason why we have open lines because eric is efficient he takes care of your calls call him right now 888-995-5552 everything else is bible info brokers bible info brokers you can hear the music in the background facebook email tweet Navigate on the Facebook page. I mean, on the Facebook page, and also on our website. Navigate through there to see the resources we have to offer during the break, and we'll be back after these messages.